0: Coming to you from various places around the world, this is the Global Exhibitor Podcast. The podcast designed to help exhibitors succeed internationally.
1: And one of the things that we're all guilty of when we have conversations on a trade show booth is that we're too busy talking about ourselves. Yeah, and not listening. Uh, We're not listening, okay. So, and I think, uh, I think I did a LinkedIn.
0: Your host for the Global Exhibitor Podcast is Jeff Hanna. A designer, entrepreneur, business strategist, industry thought leader, and student of world cultures based in the United States. Here's your host, Jeff Hammer.
2: Well, thank you, Craig. I'm very excited to be bringing you guys part two of my interview with Lee Ollie. And I have to say, this is really good stuff. So listening back through it as I've been doing the edits and everything, this is like a masterclass with Lee on points about booth staffing and um, how to get the right people in the booth, how to engage with your clients, things like that. Really good stuff. Lee is an international speaker, an entrepreneur, a business coach, mentor, sales strategist, and the managing director of a company called Expo Stars. Lee, we're excited to have you with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: So Lee, picking up from where we left off in the last segment, part one of this interview, you've given talks on the five E's of face-to-face engagement. Does that overlap with the concept of TEO that you talked about in the other segment, or is that a different way of looking at things altogether?
1: Yeah, that's a different framework, and that framework is really uh, focused on The attendee journey okay the engagement journey on the booth itself because uh what we've realized over the past 14 years is that there are five key components when it comes to actually having a very successful engagement strategy and uh, the framework is basically uh the end game understanding you know what your goal is uh, what you actually want to get out of the trade show um empathy is actually understanding your target audience okay what are their challenges what are their pain points so that you can actually design a journey around that uh, uh emotions is the next one in terms of what we've already talked about in terms of the journey what um what are the uh, emotions that you want to evoke during that journey um and then we look at education okay what do you want them to know um uh, you know, eighty. I think the CEIR statistics are that around seventy-nine percent of um, attendees go to an exhibition to actually learn new things. Okay, so education uh, should be again at the heart of um, every exhibitor's uh, strategy, engagement strategy, uh, and then the last one is energy. Okay, so energy is all about um, the positivity on the booth because. I'm not sure about, obviously, uh, with your experience, Jeff, you've gone to exhibitions and you can sense the energy of a booth a mile away, right? Yeah. You can see the body language of people. You can see the um, yeah, the atmosphere. Uh, so, and there are booths which are, you know, uh, absolutely, knocking it out of the park with their energy. I mean, you have such a buzz on the floor. There's people following, and they're saying, "Right, like, what's going on over there? Uh, we wanna, we wanna see as well." Um, and there's that. And then energy also applies then to the follow-up process. So it's kind of what kind of momentum are you going to build up after the after the exhibition? Okay, because that's when when the exhibition finishes. All you are left with is your business cards, right? <laughs> or, or, you, or the data that you actually have. So
2: Yeah, true. And the memories.
1: And the memories, okay? And the drinking of the bar and things like this. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so what you're left with is the energy that you've actually created uh, during that experience, okay? Uh, the attendee is actually going to take that away with them, okay? So when you actually have the follow-up process, If there was no energy, then they're not going to remember you. If there was energy, phone call after the event is a whole lot easier.
2: Yes, true. And I want to unpack that a little bit more. I mean, there was just a lot of really good stuff in there, which got me thinking about everything from... The SEER educational uh, stats to the emotion of the booth to the amount of momentum going on and things like that. I have a little saying that I've said for years, people attract people. And so I've seen some booths where I know that probably 75% of the people that are in the booth are employees of the brand or of the company. And it's kind of like priming the pump, so to speak. Uh, When people, attendees come by, you don't know that 75% of those people are from the company that are staffing the booth, but you see a lot of people and uh, that makes a difference. And so people attract people. So if there's a crowd that draws more people and they want to see what's going on, Um, the architecture, of course, attracts people also, but few things draw other people like people draw other people. So there's a buzz happening. What's going on over there? Fear of missing out. All those things are happening, and I want to be a part of it. So, um, And there's a strategy around that as well, right?
1: Yeah. You've got curiosity, uh, for example. I mean, the architecture yeah. arouses the curiosity. Okay. And then having the right people at the front of the booth, um, you can actually... Um, enhance that curiosity even more by asking the right questions okay and making it relevant to the attendees challenges or aspirations okay so we talked about the empathy part it's all about knowing uh why um you know the uh the attendees are coming to the event okay and how you you can actually help them Uh, with their business challenges or their aspirations uh, that they actually want to achieve. So I think the curiosity is always something that every company needs to, every exhibitor needs to focus on at the start of that journey. And then in terms of one of the crazy things about exhibitions is that when you have a big exhibition and there's lots of people on the booth, um people don't actually have a clear journey and people you end up getting a lot of visitors on the booth wondering what's actually going on and there's no clear journey they have lots of you have lots of kiosks everywhere and it is kind of a free for all but what um the goal should be is to actually have an experience where people go through a journey on the booth of discovery. Okay, so imagine uh, if you look at IKEA, for example. Okay, we all go to IKEA. Uh, we right. start at the, um, uh, in the living room, for example. Then we get the smell of the restaurant, the Swedish meatballs and things like this. Uh, and then we go on this waving journey of discovery. Okay. Um, and we end up with things for our house that we didn't even mean to go and buy, right? <laughs> so, and a booth should be the same. It should be like um, a journey of discovery. So if people get curious, they come in, they want to know what's going on. Uh, you ask them a few questions, then you make it relative to them. Okay, show them uh, different ways of how they can actually improve their business or save money or or whatever it is the exhibitor is uh, supporting them with. Um, And then uh, once you actually have um, that compelling reason, okay, to have that conversation with that person, then you have true engagement.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, The attendee will get it and they'll say, right, this is very, very interesting. um, And I would love to actually have a follow-up conversation. And one of the things that we're all guilty of when we have conversations on a trade show booth, is that we're too busy talking about ourselves.
2: Yeah, and not listening. And we're not listening,
1: okay? So, and I think uh, I think I did a LinkedIn post a few weeks ago, and I said uh, trade shows uh, should be a
2: listening experience. I like that. Uh, it really should. Uh, so when you're looking at booth staffing, should your first thought be about which salespeople we should send to the show or are there different people that should be there besides salespeople? In your mind, is there an ideal ratio between uh, salespeople versus marketing versus product specialists versus senior management? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Right. I'm going to be controversial. I'm very glad that you asked me
2: that question. (laughs) Sure. controversy is fine as long as it's not focused on me.
1: Okay. (laughs) So if you think about exhibiting, Okay the question that we always ask is is it a sales or is it a marketing exercise so and the the answer is usually uh there are some companies that disagree uh but the answer is always it's a marketing exercise
2: Mm -hmm. Mm, okay because
1: nobody turns up unless you obviously uh you've had conversations and you're going to sign the deal at the exhibition because you're in the country, um, we we get a lot of these announcements and it gives a really uh, false representation of trade shows, I feel. But uh, nobody actually will come up to the booth uh, and say, yeah, I want, you know, one million pounds worth of those, please. And here's a check.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) true.
1: Yeah, in my experience, that's never happened. Okay. But what actually has happened is that, What you've done is showcase your company like you do on a website. So, the people on the booth uh, should be your best engaging people. So, people who represent your brand, who live and breathe your brand. And what we always say is that there should be four kinds of people on the booth. Okay. So, the first one are your initial engagement. So, the people at the front of the booth. Okay. So, if you look at the best hotels in the world, Who are the first people uh, that uh, the guests actually engage with, okay? It's the concierge, it's the welcome receptionist, it's the person on the door, okay? So it's a welcoming experience to the booth. And those kind of people have a specific type of personality that you need that makes them feel uh, welcome and uh, listened to as well. Uh, The second kind of person that you want is a product specialist, as we discussed earlier. People... Uh, who know the products and services inside out so that uh, attendees who have got technical questions, they can be answered to their satisfaction. And again, according to CEIR statistics, uh, one of the biggest frustrations that attendees have is that there are no people who can actually answer their questions about the products and services uh, satisfactorily, okay? So a product specialist is always a really great idea to have on the booth. Uh, A third type of person is um, your booth captain, Uh, the person that basically brings everything together and makes sure that people are actually performing uh, their uh, tasks and duties, okay? And then uh, the fourth type of person is the engager, the person who asks the questions, okay? And really connects uh, with with the attendees, okay? So we call them relationship builders, okay? So the person who can listen, uh, know the concerns, and uh, be able to collect the data, and then be able to pass it on to the salespeople uh, uh, during the follow-up process, yeah? So yeah. We, need, we need good engages people with a great smile, we need good listeners, uh, we need assertive people to make sure that people are doing their job, okay? And we need welcoming people to create a good first impression and also the last impression as well. What I've found is that the last impression that you make on a booth is always the best impression, not your first one.
2: Yep, yep. I think that's true. So if I hear you correctly, you're not saying that those roles can't be filled by salespeople. I would imagine you saying something like they can be filled by salespeople if they're performing those functions or roles of listening, welcoming or whatever, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It all depends on the person's um, communication style and their personality and how that relates to your um, target audience's personalities and profiles as well. So if you imagine, uh, again, uh, a tech show, you might have something like CES or you might have, uh, an AI expo, you might have Black Hat um, uh, to use an example. The attendees are going to be very technical because they're all software engineers and they want detailed information. So it's very, very important that you have uh, really good product specialists at your booth to answer all those questions.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, I agree, I agree. And this is one of those concerns that I have regarding the situation generally, post-COVID in the retail or in the brick and mortar kind of environments. Um, you go, for example, fast to a fast food place to get lunch or whatever, but because of the labor crisis we are having, at least here in the U.S. right now, the people who are working there are having a bad day. Uh, they're short-staffed. They're having a bad attitude, and it's just not working well So you can feel that, you can sense that, it comes across by what they're saying, how they look, how they're acting, the facial expressions, their demeanor. In some places you go to, the staffing that they do have feels like, and and I hate to be critical, anyone who can stand upright and wear the uniform, and I hate to be saying it that way, but they're not knowledgeable about the products or anything there, and they don't seem to care Um, And I go and ask a question and they pull out their phone and start Googling. Well, I could do that as well. And I didn't drive here for you to Google something for me. I came because I wanted to engage with somebody who knows more about the product than I do, uh, who can help me focus on finding the right solution, who can understand what my situation is. I can explain to them and get a better answer than I can Googling something myself. So, I want to be able to ask other questions, interact, engage with somebody who has a depth of understanding and knowledge. And I think that is a challenge that we're facing. And I really think that's going to be key as far as the post COVID experience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we as businesses have to actually understand our target audience's mindset. Okay. So, whatever job we have in our businesses, um we have to correlate that to our target audiences experience okay what are they looking for what are they feeling like okay and what kind of experience do you actually want them to have when they engage with your brand and we don't ask enough of those questions when we're actually hiring people okay so um and jobs have persons have certain personalities that they actually need okay so a receptionist for example uh needs to be warm They need to be welcoming. They need to have a great smile, uh, but they don't need to be technical at that point. Okay, so what you have to do is look at your customer journey and then ask the the question, what kind of personality do we need uh, for that customer engagement throughout the process? So, And it could be different types of personalities at different stages of the sales process.
2: So... Emotion. Uh, You talked about that a few minutes ago about what kind of emotion do you want to generate or have uh, people experience when they uh, visit a booth. Um, And I'm okay with the emotion stuff myself. Let me put my German or Dutch hat on for just a minute and ask a question from their perspective who might say, like, lead with the facts, data, give me the information. I'm not here to have an emotion, experience, whatever. I just want the facts. Um, Is it different for them? Right. Yes, uh,
1: of course, we have cultural uh, differences. But uh, deep down, we're all human beings. And human beings, uh, we all have the same emotions that we go through on a daily basis. So we go through frustration. Uh, we go through euphoria, we go through ecstasy, <laughs> uh, ecstasy as an emotion, not the drug, let me just point that out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
2: you I'm for, um, for clarifying, I'm going to have to file this podcast under explicit now with the ratings. Uh, so, and we go through all of
1: these things as human beings, and no matter where you are in the world, okay, as a human being, you just uh, you go through the same emotional experiences as well. So, and I think it's understanding uh, again deep down why customers do business with you and what are the emotions that you're actually meeting, okay, um, for them, okay. So, uh, saving money, uh, whether it's improving um, their well-being, uh, whether it's you know motivation, whatever it is, if you understand why they're actually doing business with you, why they should be doing business with you. And you can actually connect with that emotion. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, okay? Because what you're doing is you're appealing to a human being, okay? And again, uh, a lot of the time we uh, start getting too technical, okay? But people buy people. And if you have that authentic, genuine care for your customer, Okay? People feel that no matter where they are in the world.
2: Right, right. So, we've had all this conversation about various things, and not once have we, you've been talking about wall panels or lighting, reception desks, raised platforms, or any of that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's because that's not what you deal with at Expo Stars. Is that correct?
1: we're looking at the human journey okay uh to describe it um um you know very simply um we're looking at the human level okay how can we break everything down and of course at a human level there is the architecture as well because you need to arouse that curiosity whether it's through lights whether it's the most beautiful booth um, whether it's um, having, you know, pink elephants like we've seen at Exhibit Alive. <laughs> uh, so whatever it is, you still need to arouse that curiosity at a physical level, okay? But that should be tied in into the human level as well. Okay, so uh, when people see a flashing light, what do you want, actually want them to feel? And again, um, the heart of a good Booth design is asking the question, how are we going to make the attendee feel when they look at our booth design?
2: Yeah. Do you feel like that gets ignored, though, sometimes by people as they're focusing on the more tangible things?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends. I mean, obviously, where you go. Sometimes um, when we have exhibitions and I won't name any countries, but I will say somewhere in uh, Asia. (laughs) Uh, yeah. sometimes it's, you know, we want to be the biggest at the, at the show. So we've got to have the, you know, the biggest booth, the shiniest lights, uh, the best wallpaper, uh, everything has got to be the best of the best. Okay. And they actually forget about what's the most important thing in the whole journey is the attendee.
2: Yeah. I think those are some good points. A lot of good reminders there. You also have a podcast, which I happen to listen to and enjoy. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about that and what your focus is there? Yeah, sure. The podcast is
1: called In Conversation with Expo Stars. And what we do is we talk to uh, leading industry uh, figures, uh, whether they're some of our people that we work with, uh, whether it's people like yourself, Jeff, who've been in the industry a long time, um, and we want to get that perspective on uh, trade show engagement, okay? So it is kind of a double entendre because the real stars of the show are the people behind it, or, or the people at the front of it, Okay, uh, whichever way you look. And um, the people who are involved in the engagement of attendees, Uh, they are the superstars, I think, of the trade show world because that's what trade shows is about in essence, isn't it? It's people connecting with people.
2: Yeah, it is. What have you learned the most from doing your own podcast?
1: Yeah, the biggest thing is that I think it's the shared experiences that people have, and by shared experiences, I mean the shared pain points (laughs) uh, of everything that's not right in the world. Uh, The pain points that people go through when we're talking to our clients and trying to convince them that things should be done in a certain way, okay, Uh, to get the maximum impact from the trade show, and yeah, and some best practices as well. I mean, I've learned so much. uh, for example, I had um, Ken Newman uh, from Magnet Productions and they do all of this fantastic engagement where they put actors and actresses and they actually put on a real show at a booth. And I learned about the psychology that actually goes behind it. And I thought, wow, uh, how amazing, um, uh, you know, the thought that actually goes into it, the psychology, yeah, the neuroscience as well of how people think. Uh, it's just absolutely mind-blowing.
2: Yeah, I, I listened to that one also and uh, took notes, got a lot out of it. it. was very good, very interesting. I think that's the one also where he talked about, or you guys talked about minimum lovable product or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. he was the one. Absolutely, anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Then we did another one on neuroscience, and we looked at uh, the fascinating – I'm fascinated by neuroscience, and if you look at my library over there, it's all about – what makes people buy or what makes people interact, okay, with yeah. uh, an, with a brand or with a person. And we don't do enough of that research in the world of exhibitions. We don't look at, okay, what, you know, if we put the light this way, okay, what is the um, impact going to be on the attendee? Whereas if we do it that way, uh, what are their emotions? I know there's been a lot of interesting research done by, um, A company called corporate uh visions where they look at uh how people react when they're doing uh, virtual presentations okay and Mm -hmm. uh, i am actually thinking about partnering with the local university to actually look at some research in terms of uh, how people feel when they see various different things in a trade show booth
2: yeah yeah, yes interesting a lot of really neat stuff in all of that um So what would an ideal client look like for you?
1: The ideal client for us is um, basically someone who is open to ideas, uh, of doing exhibitions differently. They're very much uh, the attendee focused. Okay, they want to create positive experiences. I made a big change in my business a few years ago and that we stopped kind of taking orders. Um, So what we wanted, to do was create the best experience for our client, uh, if they were amenable to actually listening to us. Um, And so that's the kind of clients we're looking to work with. We work with a lot of international exhibitors. We work across all of the business sectors. We have a lot of clients in pharma, technology, Uh, we work in aviation, automotive. Yeah, the great thing about um, my business and yours as well, Jeff, no doubt, is that because we have such a diverse range of clients, we get to learn every day, and every, no day is the same, right?
2: Absolutely. It's, it's fascinating. Never boring, uh, never the same day twice. Um, actually, boring is not in my vocabulary. So anyway, I'm just a naturally curious person, and that's one thing that I really enjoy about doing the podcast and these interviews is being able to ask all the questions that I want until I basically run out of time Um, but it's fascinating to me and I think, you know, based on the feedback that I get from people, I think it's interesting to them also to be able to listen into that and they get a lot out of it and we all learn from one another and I've learned a lot from you even today in this session, in this discussion and in listening to your podcast. So, uh, hopefully other people are listening and learning from that as well. So we're glad for that opportunity to be able to share. So how should people reach out if they want to get in touch with you?
1: Sure. They can reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, Lee Ali, uh, Expo Stars. If you just search that, there's only one of me and there's only one of Expo Stars, so shouldn't be hard to find.
2: And your last name is spelled A-L-I.
1: A-L-I, yeah, like yeah. good old Muhammad Ali. So my name is actually uh, joined between my two heroes, which is Bruce Lee and Muhammad Ali.
2: okay wow that's cool born
1: in the 70s so that's where my name actually comes from so there you go
2: (laughs) wow that's neat well thank you Lee for joining us on the Global Exhibitor podcast it's been great talking to you
1: thank you for having me and it's been a delight to uh, talk to you
2: so this has been part two of my interview with Lee Ollie of Expo Stars if you didn't get to listen to part one please be sure to go back and listen to that Um, It has a lot of good information as well, so I know you'll get a lot of that. We appreciate you joining us today. Thank you.
0: We like to remind people that all business is conducted within the context of culture. So each episode provides insights to help marketers understand the cultures they're trying to reach and strategies for building bridges across cultural divides. If you like the Global Exhibitor podcast, please share it with others, subscribe to it, and rate it on iTunes. We greatly appreciate the feedback. Please also check out our website and blog at www.globalexhibitor.com And finally, if you or someone you know would make an interesting guest on this podcast, please let us know by sending an email to guest at globalexhibitor.com And until next time, thank you for listening.